I ain't even going to ask how you're doing, how you're living, because it better be just freaking perfect. The NFL season starts today. The defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, will be facing the Houston Texans, and then from there, we'll be rolling into Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday night, filled with football, and it will be the rest of the year up until February is just football season. I can't believe it. I'm excited. We finally made it to this point here. We've been dealing with all of the shit that 2020 has thrown at us, and we've gotten through it anyways. And the person who's dealing with it the most right now is the co-host, Mr. Justin Trees. Hurricane type three, type three hurricane weather hits northern Utah out of nowhere and is just caused all this chaos, taking down power lines. This dude is FaceTiming me right now through Skype so we can do the episode. That's how excited he is for week one. You guys better be just as excited, if not more. But Justin Treese, outside of all the shit that is going wrong for you right now, how excited are you for the NFL season to be kicking off? Excited enough that I said, well, you know what? I'm done picking up all these fucking trees. I need to go talk about some football. That's what I need to do. I'm so excited. I can't wait. My Wi-Fi, I thought it was going to be working. It's actually not working. I do have power finally after close to two straight days. But, hey, you win some, you lose some. As long as I got Wi-Fi for my YouTube TV by tomorrow at 6.20 p.m., I'm good to go. Because you want to know what? I may be just as excited as you are to see Patty Mahomes take the field. I am ready to watch this. I faced Deshaun Watson in fantasy in my big league. Hey, Honey Badger, shut him down. Make it make Houston think that they made a mistake on paying Watson that much money. That's what I think. So, super excited. Um, anybody that is in the Utah area, if you guys need help, let me know. I got some people that can help in some certain ways. If that is helping clean up, if it is financially, if it is whatever you need to do, you let me know. Just DM me on Twitter or find a way to contact me other ways. So uh, we love you guys. And yes, you're right. Crazy. Sorry, I'm just going to get into it. Crazy. Her category three type hurricane speed of wind hit us. And so we've done this happened to us three times, I think, since I've been born. Over 100 mile per hour wind, just taking down just 150 year old trees, taking down houses, taking down Whatever. It is just, it destroys the city, uh, but it's been awesome to see everybody bounce back and come together. Um, I've, se I've sent some videos out on Twitter, and that wasn't even the worst of it. Uh, that was just the morning of, and then it just got worse after that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've been done with insurance. That's not always a fun time, but they've actually been fairly responsive and uh, seems to be going smooth. So that's always good, but no fence anymore. Uh, hey, my Traeger grill, though. It survived, didn't move an inch. I lost the cover to it, but that's fine. But Traeger, yeah, stood stood still and said, hey, I'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe with you, 105-mile-per-hour wind. What the fuck are you going to do? Nothing, just made it dirty. I have to wash it now, which is sad. But want to know what? I had to anyways. So thank you, Windstorm. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> there it is. People helping people. If you do need help, do not hesitate to reach out to Therese. I know he will do his best to take care of you. I would say reach out to me, uh, but me being in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, uh, not really much I can do from here with local contacts. Uh, but if there is any way I can help, definitely reach out to us and let us know because we would love to do that. 
people helping people. That Traeger grill story, you're going to need to let them know about it because that's all marketing for them. And that's probably all just dollar signs of like, hey, you need stormproof type grill. Here it is. Traeger. That's it. That's the commercial. You're welcome, Traeger, if you are listening. We appreciate that as well. But the NFL season is today. We're recording this on Wednesday, so if we say tomorrow, just bear with us. You know that we're talking about the opening season starting for the NFL. I can't wait. The Chiefs, they're raising the banner. It's going to be a magical moment, and then they're kicking off with this high-powered offense and the addition of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. This defense, I think it's going to be even better than it was last year. I'm pumped. I can't wait. The Chiefs are favored by nine. Um, I think that's quite the favoritism there for them. But at the same time, it's pretty deserving because this offense can score at will when need be. And this Houston Texans defense, I don't know if it has enough strength to stop it, let alone contain it, especially with that addition of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because someone's going to have to cover him and the numerous weapons that they have in their receiving core. I'm taking the Chiefs to win this, of course, and to cover as well that nine and a half spread. So I'm sorry, is it nine or nine, nine and a half? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay, yeah. okay, that it that does make it a little different for me. The, um, that's a lie. So I'm looking at two sites here, so I confused myself. I was looking at my bookie and ESPN. Uh, I'm just going to go off the app on ESPN on what they have at favor. They have the Chiefs listed at nine. The Chiefs are favored by nine, so that's what we're going to stick with. We're going to stick with that. Okay, so before I dive into this, um, Austin, can you do me a favor and remind our listeners who won this this uh, contest last year? Who won the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs. And who picked them to do that? Who won Who won our Super Bowl, which is uh, player prop bets and the Pick'em League last year? Can you remind me? Uh, I think it was the wonderful JT, yeah, Jasmine yeah. Trees. Yeah, yeah it, no. For sure it wasn't, it was, sure wasn't Austin. So, hey, I had to get one last shot in there because one to what? Starting today, uh, that's out the door. Now I'm the defending champ. Now I know you're coming at me just like how Patrick Mahomes knows the whole league's coming after him. I'm I'm basically Patrick Mahomes is what I'm getting at. So, uh, for sure. So, for sure, for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. So I'm super excited about this game in a lot of different areas. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens without De- DeAndre Hopkins. How does this offense roll? How does this offense roll with DJ at running back? You know he is going to want, and when I say he, I mean Bill O'Brien, he, he's going to be playing like a mental game with himself, I think. Of, hey, I just paid my quarterback all this money. I need to prove that he was worth it. But it also, I traded DeAndre Hopkins for this running back. I got to <laughs> prove that he still got it and he's still worth it. So I think he's going to be playing this mental game. Honestly, maybe, maybe he just tells uh, Watson to dump it off to DJ a lot and just get best of both worlds. So side on that side. And then I'm also very excited because I obviously chose J.J. Watt to win Defensive uh, Player of the Year. So I think that he needs to get after it, and I think that he's got a very tough test, right? So he usually lines off lines up on the left side, which is Mitchell Schwartz's side, and because that's the right side of the offensive line. And so that's going to be a tough matchup for him. They will move him around, though. They'll want him to go up against Fisher, and they're going to want to move him into – 
nose tackle and face off against your guys' center. I'm sorry, I don't know your center's name. Um, awesome. So, Thank you. Thank you. So I think that's going to be a fun matchup. I think, though, that the firepower of this offense and the worry that I have of Houston is their defensive backfield. They, I love Justin Reed back there. But other than that, I don't love their cornerbacks. And so I could see them trying to attack that and doing a lot of vertical tests because I think the Houston has good linebackers. So the shallow stuff may not work because they have very athletic linebackers that may be able to keep up with these speed store speedsters on a horizontal level and just not a vertical level. So I think that that is where Patrick Mahomes is going to take off and he always does anyways. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what Chris Jones does after, after getting paid and uh, is William Gay a starter? Or is he going to be a backup? I believe he's going to be a backup, but it's going to be kind of a let's just play you into the role and see how you do with limited time, limited reps. Um, or, you know, who knows? They've been kind of hiding him in camp. They've been hiding him from the media. So I don't know if it's one of those deals where it's like, bam, here's our secret weapon on defense now, super athletic freak. Uh, everyone beware. Um but, yeah, it's kind of where I think they're maybe at with Willie Gay Jr., not sure. But I'm excited to see kind of what his production and growth is in the NFL, that's for sure. Uh, right. So within that, are you taking the Chiefs to cover? I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover, yes. Um, and for fantasy purposes, everybody, Brandon Cooks did miss practice today, so he is very questionable for tomorrow. So keep an eye with on With a that. hamstring, yep, with a hamstring injury. So so even if he is playing, keep an eye on that, in that risk on that uh, – on the offensive side of the ball, as he is the new number one target there for the Texans. Uh, let's roll into our next matchup, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Atlanta Falcons. Seattle is favored by a point and a half. Within that, a little bit closer than I would expect, honestly, just because I feel like the Falcons have so many question marks uh, on the defense, and Seattle seems to be pretty set in stone on who they are and what they are. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle to cover this. I think they also pull out a win, but I am very, very interested to see how the Falcons offense looks with the addition of Todd Gurley. Because today on radio, we we're like, hey, what quarterback do you think leads the NFL and uh, touchdowns thrown? And I put Matt Ryan. I just think he has so many guys that he can just dump the ball off to and they can score um, very quickly uh, just because they're so good in their route running. They're so elusive. Um, and they're good with the ball in their hands after the catch. Um, but, yeah, I'm very interested with the Falcons look like on both sides of the ball, but taking Seattle to win and cover. Yeah. I love the I love the Matt Ryan pick because we kind of talked about during our fantasy episode. Is that's why I picked him in fantasy. I think that there is, I would say, even like a 70% chance, which is extremely high, that he leads the NFL in passing attempts. And if you lead your, the league in passing attempts, it just gives you a better chance at touchdowns, right? So uh, I, I really do appreciate that pick and like that pick. I'm very excited about this game. This is one of the games I will be tuning into a lot. And so, and it is strictly because obviously I have Seattle winning the Super Bowl this year. And the Falcons were my darling last year that let me down. But this offense is just going to be so exciting for the Falcons. I think Calvin Ridley has a huge year. I think Julio does. I think that Gurley has a big just stat year. And then for their defense, I think A.J. Terrell has had an amazing camp, and I think they're ready to have him go up against uh, Metcalf and just be like, hey, size versus size, let's, let's go. And then obviously from the other side, 
Wilson. He's going to be he's going to be the man, and you're going to see Car- Carson go toe to toe with that defense. Which I don't know how good that defense is going to be. Are they? And you know, like the Falcons' defense, they they have talent, but they're also injury prone there. So uh, I am going to do the same exact thing. Have Seattle win, which means that they do cut. And obviously, they they could win by one, but I have them covering as well, one point five. Perfect. Um, so let's get into the next matchup: the New York Jets facing the Buffalo Bills. To open up Sunday afternoon for both these teams, Buffalo is favored by six and a half. I think it's silly not to take the Bills. There's no reason for the Jets to win this game, let alone be in it. Uh, there's just not much to be excited for if you're a Jets fan, unless, I mean, maybe the excitement you can have on is betting, can Sam Donald stay healthy for the whole year? Can they protect him long enough to stay healthy? Um I just I don't know if you're the Jets what you're wanting to do. And I feel like we said the same thing last year. Buffalo, the addition of Stephon Diggs, he's going to explode onto the scene this year. He's going to be the definite wide receiver number one. We're going to be talking about him at a you know at a high elite level type of guy within this offense for Josh Allen. It's going to help him improve as well. I'm taking the Bills at six and a half here. So I remember last year this game being week one, and the Jets were leading until the very end of the game. And the Bills, I believe, came back and won by one point in this game. I want to. Yeah, that was that was the game that Josh Allen just started off awfully. I mean, he had you know he threw an interception, I believe, off the back end of one of his receivers, and it like hit the foot and bounced up and got intercepted. There was another deflected pass. There was a, a sack fumble. Just anything that could have gone wrong for Josh Allen at that first game definitely did, but he recovered well to lead him back to a win. Yeah, and I, I agree with all your points, and with the Jets, man, it's so hard. You don't have Mosley. You don't have Adams anymore. What are you going to do on defense? Like, aren't, like, Do you even have like real talented players there? Like, it's, it's honestly like an unknown for a lot of people there. Offensively, you don't have Robbie Anderson anymore, so you're going off of a rookie Mims that missed most of camp, Perriman who missed most of camp. It sounds like Crowder's having a good camp. Uh, you now have Gore and Bell splitting carries. I mean, everything points towards the Bills' cover, which is exactly why I'm taking the Jets to cover, but the Bills are going to win. Say that again. You heard. I'm going no. to take. I'm going to take the Jets to cover, but the Bills are going to win. What? Okay. Okay. I mean, we've been sitting here talking the Bills up, and then you come in and tell me the Jets are going to cover. I don't know about it, but hey, dude, Week One's always crazy, and seven points is a lot. I mean, they could easily win by six, and then all of a sudden, I get I get the win here. All right, I guess that's why you get to call yourself Patrick Mahomes this year. Uh, (laughs) Our next game is going to be an NFC North matchup. The Chicago Bears facing the Detroit Lions. Detroit is favored by three. Um, This is also a game and a cover that I'm going to take for the Lions. Chicago, you're rolling out Mitchell Trubisky. I hope that Mitchell Trubisky has just heard everyone's shit on him and that offense and what last year was, and I hope he just comes out firing. I really do. I hope he proves everybody wrong. 
I hope he makes it to where I have to apologize and take back what I said, and I have to eat my words. I would love that. But until I see it, I'm rolling with the Detroit Lions. You just added Adrian Peterson. There's your bell horse on running the ball. Uh, Swift, him the addition to him to the offense. Carry on Johnson. That's it. That's not a bad running back by committee type of trio for the Lions. Hawkinson's going into the second year. Keep Matthew Stafford healthy. Uh, this defense, let's see what you can do after moving on from Darius Slay. Um, not Darius Slay, excuse me. Um, is it Darius Slay? It is Darius Slay, correct. Okay, excuse me. Uh, yep, okay. So, moving on from him, let's see what this defense looks like. This is truly where Matt Patricia kind of gets everything to start going his way for this defense and this team and this organization as turning it into that Patriot way that everyone's been wanting. Hopefully they come out strong week one and they just lay it on the bears and they go, Hey, everyone's forgotten about us. We haven't been able to be healthy. Here we are because they were in a lot of games early last year. They were very close. And then it was something that would go wrong and they just kind of choke out out of the W and they would lose it. They even did it against Kansas city Chiefs start the year I was like, ooh, Chiefs might lose this. Chiefs pull out some magic. Lions mess up. They go on a W. Let's hope the Lions do things right, and they win by three. This one's hard because my heart really says Detroit's going to win this game and win it, win it handily. But there's something in the back of my mind that's just like, does this defense with the Bears just recover from last year and go back to 2018 and like become dominant again like do they and i think that they have the weapons in their defensive backfield to slow down this passing game and so i actually think this is a very low scoring game but the biggest thing is i just don't know if this chicago offense can score enough i just think that the detroit offense is talented enough that they're going to put up some points even against a very good Bears defense. But I can't say the other way. I And with the unknown and if David Montgomery is actually going to play, because he got hurt a couple weeks ago, and still it's a big question mark on if he's even practicing or whatnot. What are you going to do in the running game? Sounds like they may go with Cordell Patterson as one of their lead backs, kind of like the Patriots did a few <laughs> years ago. So interesting there. And then obviously yeah. Cohen's ass catcher. So – I'm going to take Detroit to cover this game, but I just want to say this is a sneaky game. This is a sneaky one that if I'm wrong and we we start recording next week, I'll go, yeah, I, I kind of saw that one coming. So. All right, that's fair. Uh, another NFC North matchup moving on. The Green Bay Packers are facing the Minnesota Vikings, and the Minnesota Vikings are favored by two and a half. Another noon game. Um I'm actually going to take the Packers to win this. People are kind of low on them. Rumors coming out before or think, you know, you hear things that the head coach, Matt LaFour and, uh, oh my gosh, Mr. Rogers just are not getting along. And it's kind of one of those deals where it's like, uh, you know, things getting ready to go south here in Green Bay again. And I'm just not buying it. I think they do get along. I think Aaron Rodgers has built a connection with his receivers I think they're just fine. Aaron Jones, I believe, has a big year. I just don't – I mean, I look at the Vikings, and I think they're going to be good, and they're going to be all right. But, I mean, the Green Bay Packers went 13-3 last year. Yes, a lot of those wins were very close, and Trish, that's something we've talked about. It's going to be hard to repeat those close wins and those close matchups to overcome. 
those deficits or stay in the lead uh, facing that much adversity in games over and over and over. But until I see it, I'm going with the Packers. Just because I don't agree with their draft and what they did for a future, you know, looking into their future, I think they're okay with what they have right now. So I'm taking the Vic- or the Packers to win this game um, and beat the spread. So all offseason I've been saying Minnesota was going to win this, and this was going to be the difference on why they win the division this year. And like you said, I don't think Green Bay is going to be have as many wins as they did last year. I, I just I don't even have them making the playoffs. But with the big news coming out today that Daniil Hunter got put on IR and cannot play for the first three weeks, one, makes sense on why they trade for Yannick. But two, I don't think he was hurt then. I think it was just a coincidence. But that yeah. that's a big thing. Like Why I think Minnesota is going to be so good is because of those two pass rushers, because their defensive backs are very, very weak. I think they lost like out of their corners. I think they lost their top four or five corners this offseason. Uh, they got rookies and stuff. So I'm changing my tone, and I'm going to go with – I still don't think Green Bay wins, but this is going to be a win that I didn't expect when we did our breakdown. Uh, and I'm going to take Green Bay to win, which means they cover the two-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, well, it's plus two-and-a-half for them, so they could they could still lose by one, um, actually two, and still win this. But my uh, – and it's not a bold prediction, but my prediction is after week one, Devontae Adams is the out of the gate leader for um, most receiving yards after week one. I don't – Yeah. I like that statement a lot, actually. I think that might catch some people by surprise, but not us, because this is what we talk about all the freaking time on Talking Football. Uh, let's get into our next matchup. It's going to be now the AFC East against the Miami, or excuse me, the Miami Dolphins against the New England Patriots. New England is favored by six and a half. I'm going to take the Patriots to win, but I think the Dolphins cover. The Patriots winning by six and a half against the Dolphins and what they've the money that they've spent on that defense, the additions to the defensive line. I think they're going to be OK. This offense, that's kind of where a lot of the question marks are. They're going to be able to repeat and keep that type of production um, with Ryan Fitzpatrick getting the starting job. Let's see if Preston Williams can continue to develop, hang on to the ball. Let's see if Devontae Parker has another big year. And then Mike Gusecki, where's he at here? How does Jordan Howard do? How is this offensive line that was, you know, in a way rebuilt through the draft? Let's see how some of these young guys do against the New England Patriots. And the Patriots, you know, Patrick Chung has sat out. Uh, there's some guys that had opted out quite a bit on the New England Patriots defensive side of the ball. Um, Cam Newton is your starter. How's your receiving core look? How's Nikhil Harry look? How do your tight ends look without Gronk? What is this team? What's, what's the identity of this team moving forward? That's the question mark I have for the Patriots. Big question marks here for actually both of these teams. I'm really interested uh, in seeing how this division plays out. I know we've said the Bills are going to win it. First time since 1995. That's great. About freaking time. But these other teams that, not necessarily that we're overlooking, but are being rebuilt and redeveloping or creating a new identity, I'm interested to see how that plans or pans out for the year, especially starting week one. But taking the Patriots to win, Dolphins to cover. I hate that we're uh, six games in and I'm about to make it so only one difference, but part of me wants to take New England here just because everybody's doubting them. And like this is like ultimate, like, you don't do this to Bill Belichick type shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and 
Like, I really don't think Miami's offensive line is good at all. And I think that that's really going to be the downfall to their entire season is their offensive line. It's just going to make it so even though they have great playmakers, they just can't get moving. So uh, I really was leaning towards no, just like you, no, they don't cover, but they do win. But I'm going to go with, yes, they do cover and they do win. So I'm going to go with, yes, New England covers six and a half. All right. I love it. I like it. Look at us being different. Uh, Next game, Philadelphia Eagles will be facing the Washington football team. Philadelphia is favored by six. Man, I believe it was the last time we talked or I've just been listening to so much radio or having so many conversations. But this Washington football team, and Teresa, I do think it was talking to you about it. This team might quietly be better than we expect. Their defensive line is pretty good. Chase Young, you know, defensive rookie of the year candidate on year end, a very good one. Their secondary, they brought in Kendall Fuller from the Kansas City Chiefs in free agency. Um, they still have that big ass Landon Collins safety. Uh, the dude same size as me, plays safety in the NFL. That's when it really set in. I was like, I don't have a chance ever. Like any thought or like little hope that I had, like you know, maybe if I would have been like in a bigger school or in a good situation, things could have gone differently for me. Absolutely not. After seeing that, dude, there ain't no freaking way. But back to my point here. Sorry to go on that. The Washington football team might be a little bit better than we expect, or they might compete at a higher level than we expect. So against this Philadelphia Eagles, who Miles Sanders won't be playing week one, or excuse me, I shouldn't even say that, might not be playing week one. It looks like they're going to keep him on kind of a pitch count. Trees, I know you had more information on this. He's not playing? He is playing. It's just okay. They- they were kind of letting him saying that he was going to be the workhorse. And now they're saying first couple of weeks, they made you more of a running back by committee. Okay, perfect. Sweet. There was a lot of head nods, head shaking nose there <laughs> in the interaction that we had on camera. <laughs> so that's why I got a little confused with it. But like I, my, my whole point here, the Eagles are favored by six. Washington might compete at a higher level. We're not sure what this Eagles team is going to look like. Are guys coming in healthy? Are they going to be playing at a high level? What's this offensive line look like against the Washington football team's defensive line? And then how is Carson Wentz doing with these receivers? I'm going to take Philadelphia to win, but I think winning by six in week one with all these question marks that I have might be a little bit more difficult against this Washington team than a lot of people are overlooking. So similar to what the Dolphins and Patriots, Eagles win, Washington football team covers. All right. I like that. So I'm actually going to take Philadelphia to cover this game. And it is strictly because I don't know what this Washington offense can do. I love Terry McLaurin, but Philadelphia is going to put Darius Slay on him and say, take him out of the game and see what this offense can do. Because we don't believe that it can do anything if this one player is gone. Like, who's going to be their running back? Antonio Gibson, the dude that had, like, 60 touches in college combined, not just rushes, but touches. Like, that's who their lead back is going to be. I know J.D. JD McKissick is uh, on their depth chart right now as number one or number two. But, I mean, he could barely get onto the field in Seattle, which makes sense. They did have some good running backs. But he's more of a scat back, not a real, like, I can pound the rock 25 times. So I think that that's the difference is this defense is going to show up. Uh, I don't think that Philadelphia – I think Philadelphia's defense 
or I mean, sorry, offense may start out slow, but I think by the second half, they are going to take off and get it so they win. My guess is probably by 10. So that would mean they cover the six, obviously, because I can do basic math. So I will take the Philadelphia Eagles to cover. Perfect. Next matchup, the Las Vegas, the newly Las Vegas Raiders are playing the Carolina Panthers. And it looks like Las Vegas is favored by three. I'm taking the Raiders to win and cover that. But very excited to see what this Panthers offense looks like. Joe Brady, the new offensive coordinator there. Uh, Matt Rule, the new head coach. They have speed at receiver. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. I mean, Trace, I feel like we talked about those two receivers, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, more last season than we did anybody else. And I hope we continue to do that because with Christian McCaffrey um, at running back slash receiver, just Mr. Utility guy, Mr. Perfect, newest high-paid running back in the league, you got to love it being Christian McCaffrey. And then Teddy Bridgewater, you got to enjoy having that all around you. It's just the defense that I'm scared of, that I'm scared with. Um, the Raiders, excited to see what this offense looks like. I'm sure they're going to be more of a run-heavy team with Josh Jacobs. Does Derek Carr take another step? Or is this kind of the beginning of, yep, this is the beginning of the end for Derek Carr this year, something that we've been talking about all offseason as well. So taking the Raiders to win and cover week one, but very excited to see what this Panthers offense looks like. Agreed on all counts. So I am also taking Vegas to win and to cover this game. But going back to Carolina, uh, yes, I think that we were the highest on those two last year. And this year, I think that we're going to kind of lead the way again. And obviously, J.J. Moore, I think everybody's expecting another thousand yard season. But I'll I'll go ahead and put my name on this. I think that Curtis Samuel easily has over 850 yards this year, which he hasn't even come close to that in his career. I the think old that, Justin Tree's stamp of approval. Yeah, yeah. And and it's strictly, and I know I've talked about this, but it's strictly because they brought in Robbie Anderson. He's going to be the deep guy now, the low percentage catch guy, which is what Curtis Samuel is doing last year, but that's not his expertise. It's just not. He is quick, shifty guy. Get him into open field. How do you do that? Short crossing routes. Short routes, man-to-man, go, go, go. That is what he's going to be. Let DJ Moore take over the middle of the field where he's going to just rack up yards after yards. You have no more. Uh, I mean, Ian Thomas could make some some plays, but he's been hurt. So I think that early on in the season, it really is going to be the DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel show there, obviously with Christian McCaffrey. So I'm going to take Vegas with all that being said, because I think that Josh Jacobs is just going to run it down their throat. I think that they're going to do a good job of getting it into Henry Ruggs' hands and say this is why we took him as the first wide receiver off the board in this year's draft. And then maybe they even try to say, hey, we got two very, very good rookie wide receivers because they're going to be running out uh, the kid from South Carolina as well. So uh, Edwards, Brian Edwards. So excited about both of those. And I think that they're going to do that. And I think that this defensive line with Pearl and Max Crosby and now with Corey Littleton in the middle. And don't let's not forget about At- Adams, right? The kid from Mississippi State that got hurt last uh, year. Jonathan Abrams. Abrams, sorry. Thank you. Abrams. He's going to be kind of down in the box trying to slow down Christian McCaffrey as well. So I think that this is a week that – and McCaffrey's going to do what he does, right? <laughs> but I think they do slow him down just enough that it's uh, enough of a win for Las Vegas. Love it. 
Next, AFC South matchup. Your Jacksonville Jaguars are facing the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts are favored by eight. This is another noon game. Only one more noon game to go over. I love the Colts, though. I'm excited about what they're going to be with Phillip Rivers at the helm, a quarterback this year, the running backs that they have, Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, this offense, receivers, Paris Campbell, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you added in Michael Pittman Jr. They're going to have so much fun. This defense, is the secondary is kind of the question mark. Linebackers, you probably have one of the best ones in the league and Leonard. And then the defensive line, you added Buckner. Justin Houston's coming back. You have real potential to just create some noise in this division and as a pass rush. Um, you got to love that being the Colts right now, especially when you thought last year was your year. And then here comes Andrew Luck and retires preseason game four. Tough look. Hopefully you get some type of redemption season here. But I'm going to take the Colts to win and cover because Jacksonville's offense, I'm sorry, Treese, I don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't know what this defense is going to be either. I'm hoping you have answers for me. I'm sticking to it. I'm not going to back down from what I said a few weeks ago. Jags win three games this year. This is one of them. I'm I'm sticking to it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But you want to know I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down from what I said. So No, like, sir. If, I, if I'm wrong, like it is what it is. They're going to suck. I understand that. I just think that. I think that they find a way, and which is hysterical that I'm saying this because Philip Rivers literally eats the Jacksonville Jaguars for lunch every single time he plays them. He kicks the shit out of us. I think we've beat him one time in his entire career, and it was an overtime game in 2017. Like, he destroys us. There is no reason why the Jags should even compete in this game. They shouldn't cover. They shouldn't even cover. Uh, you're right. This offensive, like, what are they going to do? They have James Robinson probably going to lead the the team in rushes. Uh, you got, I still like Armstead. I think that he's a good secondary back. He's going to get some carries, I think. But I do think that they are going to get try to be creative with DJ Chark and Chenault. I think that they try to do that. I think that Eifert has had a very good camp. It's one guy that I'm, I'm excited about, uh, an older guy now from Cincinnati. But I think that he just can fit into this offense very well. And I'm just honestly super excited about watching this defense. Uh, Jones beat out Harrison in camp, and that's ended up, ended up why they traded him, which was an interesting thing that I found out after they traded him. I was very upset after they traded him, but now that I'm like, reading up on it, and there was actually tons of reports a couple weeks leading up to it saying that Jones was out, out playing Harrison that I just missed, and so it actually kind of makes a little bit more sense. Given I still wouldn't have, I still think Harrison is a very good player. Uh, but I'm excited to watch C.J. Henderson and Trey Herndon. I think that that's a like a sneaky, cool cornerback uh, duo. I think that Herndon had an amazing year last year that nobody talks about just because he re- replaced Ramsey and then the Jags didn't win a ton of games, so they just assumed he sucked. But if you look at the stats, he actually was probably a top seven or eight cornerback last year. Uh, and then the new and improved linebacker, like, you, you put Schobert in there now. And I've been saying for, I don't know, since the moment we started talking football, how Miles Jack needs to move back to the weak side linebacker. And he's finally there now. So we can might maybe see the 2017-esque Miles Jack, which is awesome. And then Josh Allen and Chase on. Uh, that's going to be fun. But also, I could see Jonathan Taylor rushing for like 170 yards against this defense. So there's also <laughs> that. Um, so I'm going to say Jags should 
No way in hell win this game. No way in hell cover. I have them doing both. Whew. Nice knowing I already got one W guaranteed here. Uh, let's get into our next AFC North matchup. The Cleveland Browns are facing the Baltimore Ravens, and Baltimore is also favored by eight in this game. I think it's hard not to take that, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. I think the Browns cover, but the Ravens win. That offense is going to be too much because this defense, boy, their secondary was just kind of falling apart. Maybe they are good. Maybe it's good enough to beat Lamar Jackson. Maybe they have found the way to slow him down. Maybe Lamar Jackson doesn't start the year off with five, six, five, and six passing touchdowns against horrendous defenses. Hopefully the Browns can slow him down with that pass rush. Miles Garrett's finally back. Excited to see what he can be. Uh, some people think he's going to be defensive player of the year. It would be a real shock. But it would also be nice to kind of see that redemption story from him after today or yesterday, excuse me, news broke out that he considered retiring after the incident with Mason Rudolph. And he hopes that they can reach out, you know, and they can just kind of make amends for what took place and what happened and what was said and his attempted murder action that he did by swinging a helmet on his skull and making contact. Um, but this game right here. I'm taking the Ravens to win, but the Browns to cover. Baker Mayfield, don't fuck it up. That's your that's my advice to you for the entire season. Don't fuck it up. And OBJ, just don't be shitty. Hopefully you get that joke. I'm proud of that. We did get somebody asking on Twitter if we were going to talk about that subject. Um, I don't even want to get into it. Uh, I just so, so I don't I'll get into it. A, a girl comes out on the podcast and says that OBJ has this fetish and likes to be pooped on. Now, allegedly, maybe allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Now, I've also seen a lot of people say, and I'm just gonna say it because there's not gonna be anyone that gets us, and we don't have anyone to get on to us for saying this. Maybe even if he was, it wouldn't have been with her because I don't think she was that attractive in enough for obj to be like hey i want you to shit on me i feel like if i am wanted to be shitted on it's gonna be by some just absolute bombshell not some girl who is a a no-name rapper's baby daddy you know i mean it's a weird it's a weird concept to even know or think that women do in fact poop to let alone have one poop on you if I am, it's going to be a very, very attractive one, not the lady telling that story. Those are my to me, thoughts. It, that's fair. It, to me, it's just a weird thing. Like, it's a weird fetish. And I like, I know that that shit happens. No pun intended. But, um, like, <laughs> like, people like that type of stuff. And I just, like, I'm like, how would I ever even get into a state of mind where I'm like, yep. That is what I want right now. Like it's weird, <laughs> yeah. like, right? Like, and I, there's hey, everybody, hey, to each their own. Like you guys do you, but yeah, weird story. Yeah, it, it had to have just happened. Like the first time, like it must have just happened. Where like the girl just took it upon herself and was like, there was a guy before that really liked it. I'm just gonna do it. And OBJ wakes up from a slumber and is like, oh my god, I just got shitted on. And then he's like, you know what? I actually did kind of like it. I'm not like that it. bad. Let's find someone else to do it. But she's got to be pretty attractive looking because I don't, I just, 
I, like you said, to each their own, that's just a weird experience. And you make a great point on how you just get yourself in that mindset of, I want to be shitted on. I, I just can't. I'm, I'm like, so I'm sitting here. Just a big, gooey, warm poo right on my body. Like, what do you do afterwards? Yeah. Like, like where where is it happening at? Is it happening on your stomach, your chest? You gotta assume it is, right? But then, like, what do you do? Like, is <laughs> there this awkward of like heat of the moment? I really wanted this. Now that we're both done having, sex, <laughs> now it's the awkward like so. Grab fucking toilet paper, like. I mean. What? You can't just roll out of bed because there's this thing, you know, gravity, where it just gonna. I don't even know if it slides off or if it just unsticks. I don't. I don't know how that. I don't know how it happens with human skin. That's not down there. Also, uh, they've had. They've had to eat lately. Oh. I, okay. She had peanuts on the plane ride over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! All right, okay. So you're <laughs> trying to trying to get back on target here. So you're taking Baltimore to win, but Cleveland to cover. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> Freaking uh, OBJ. I'm mentally not gonna be just. And of course he plays for the fucking Browns. Of course he does. Like <sighs> so many memes. Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland to win and cover. So I think they, I think they win by nine. That's where I think the final score is, is them winning by nine, which will get them to Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, For some reason, I thought you said Cleveland at first. So I got a little hesitant there. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so I'm taking Baltimore. I think that these guys obviously want to be a run first team. And I think that, again, maybe I'm putting too much faith into a 33-year-old defensive lineman, but I just think Clay's Campbell just sets the tone here. I think that they have a hunger like Patrick Queen, a defensive uh, linebacker. And I still think this defensive back, even without Thomas, is still fantastic. I still think it is elite. So uh, I think that it's just going to be hard for Cleveland to do this and let's not forget first time head coach like what does he do like does he have does it take him a game to kind of figure out oh this this is all the stuff that goes into being a head coach during game day and during a game that it may just be a little overwhelming for him and baltimore at home given no fans but still uh i think baltimore's ready for it i think baltimore has a bad taste in their mouths from last january when uh derrick henry ran it down their throat and I think that they're ready to not let that happen two games in a row. So I will take Baltimore to win and cover. Perfect. So speaking of Earl Thomas, very interesting to see that he has not yet signed anywhere as the season is about to kick off. I think the Browns would be a decent landing spot for him in that defense. Um, if the offense is going well to hot start, I wouldn't be surprised if he looks at it and goes, do you know what? That might be a potential winner. They are clicking. Might not be a bad place to go. Who knows, though, and he would get to play the Ravens twice or at least one time afterwards uh, if he does sign after week one. Another team that I think he could possibly go to, Los Angeles Chargers. Derwin James has gone down, might be out for the year, most likely is out for the year. They will be facing the Cincinnati Bengals. Chargers are favored by three. I'm taking them to win and to cover. 
Joe Burrow gets his first start as a rookie. I think it's hard to come in game one against an experienced team on offense and defense with the talent that the Chargers have um, and expect to win. But there's a lot of things about the Bengals, and I am excited to see it develop this year. How does that defense look? How does their linebacking group look? How is the defensive line? How is the offensive line blocking? How are they developing? And then this receiving core. Does it continue to carry over like it did last year without A.J. Green now that he's back in the mix? And then Joe Mixon. Does he lead the league in rushing? Wouldn't be surprised if he does. I think Joe Burrow at your quarterback, though, limits those opportunities and those carries because he is just going to be good at this level. I just have a feeling that he is. So do a lot of people. That's why he went fucking number one. But taking the Chargers to win and cover at three. This one is super tough for me. It really is because we were super high on the Chargers, given neither of us may had them making the playoffs when it was all said and done. But uh, – what does Tyrod do, right? Like that's the biggest thing, and I, I'm just high on Cincinnati. I like what they've done on the defensive line. I, I think their linebackers are young, but I think that they can make plays, and I think that their defensive backs are good. I mean, they did have an injury that kind of hurts that, but you know that I'm a huge Jesse Bates guy. I think that he's he's a stud, and I'm gonna take Cincinnati to cover. But not win. Um, kind of hard to cover, but not win this type of game. It is. It, it really is. And I'm going to. Well, you know what? Yeah, I'll take Cincinnati to win the game too. <laughs> Shit. All right. I'm not gonna act surprised because I could see it happening. ESPN is gonna be all over, all over Joe Burrow's nuts after this win. <laughs> from friday friday saturday and is only going to be patrick mahomes after they win on thursday night and then monday to thursday it is going to just be joe burrow and be like is he leading them to the playoffs they just beat the chargers that's what's going to happen i mean you're so right it's not even funny but it is freaking hilarious <laughs> the way you said that. Uh, let's get into our next game. NFC South matchup. Newly favored Tampa Bay Buccaneers are traveling to New Orleans to face the last dance Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints. One more time here. One last run. Hashtag last dance. New Orleans is favored by three and a half to win. That is who I am taking. I just don't see the Buccaneers coming off. And starting out strong, I think it takes them a little bit to kind of get everything going and moving smoothly as a team, both sides of the ball, especially with Tom Brady being at the helm. I'm sure they're going to be good. I'm sure Tom Brady's going to have a great year. I just don't think they can start very strong against the Saints because the Saints only got better this offseason. They really did. So I'm going to take them to cover and to win this first game in New Orleans. Agreed on all accounts. So I think that the Saints cover. I think they win. I still think Tampa Bay makes the playoffs, even with a week one loss. And it is strictly because I think that the passing game of New Orleans is too good for the DBs of Tampa Bay. I think they probably find a way to slow down uh, Kamara, but they don't find ways to slow down guys like Cook and Thomas and Sanders and Traquan Smith just just feels like one of those games that Traquan Smith just like has that random like 120 yard game. He has like one of those a year and it feels like 
this could be one of those games. Uh, and also, we need to point out that Michael Thomas, or sorry, Mike Evans, has a hamstring injury, questionable yeah. for the game. It sounds like he will go, but you never know with those injuries. Those are always scary. So what about saying a guy like, uh, I believe his name Scotty Miller, is going to be kind of a sneaky good uh, wide receiver three for Tampa Bay. Damn. That's a name to keep an eye on. Scotty Miller. All right, you heard it here first. Next game, the Arizona Cardinals are facing the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is favored by seven. I think that is way too much for this game. The Cardinals' offense is going to be good, and Vegas is doubting them for some reason. This defense has the second leading or the second leader in sacks from last year in Chandler Jones, the highest paid safety in Buda Baker, one of the best corners in the league in Patrick Peterson. Yes, he's getting older. It doesn't matter. San Francisco is dealing with injuries on the with the receivers. Don't know who is starting for them week one. Yes, they have George Kittle. Okay. I'm not going to be like, okay, cool. But yes, they have George Kittle. Let's see how they look this year. Is the Super Bowl hangover real for them? We'll see. But I'm taking the Cardinals to cover and to win this game to open up the year. Wow, that's big time. So I have Arizona covering, but I do have 49ers winning on a last second field goal. That's what I that's my prediction there. And something that nobody's talking about is like how banged up the offensive line and just maybe not how talented they are. Like everybody just assumes 49ers offensive line is amazing. That's why they run it so well. But their guards from what I'm reading has had a lot of like shifting around missing practices and whatnot. And so I think that's something you should be worried about. If you're a 49ers fan, like you got two amazing tackles, but the interior of the offensive line may struggle compared to what it was last year. Uh, Fred Warner did come off of uh, COVID list today, so he's ready to go and practicing, so that's good there. Uh, and funny, you didn't even mention your defensive rookie of the year and Isaiah Simmons when you were talking about that defense. So I did not. Uh, I think that I do think that this offense could struggle at times. I think it's going to be a very weird game watching Arizona of like this offense sucks, and then they'll have like two drives of like back to back just dominating. And then they'll go like four or five drives of like not getting a first down. Like I can see it struggling a little bit. Uh, Hopkins got a new deal the other day, negotiated by himself. So good for him. Made him so he was the highest paid uh, wide receiver overtaking uh, Julio. So good for him there. Yep. So um, $27 million a year for that for extension. For a two year extension, right? Yeah. So. Um, I'm with you. I'm going to take Arizona to cover, but I will say 49ers still win, but that does not have an effect on our pickups. It is only the covering. So uh, no for both of us there. Perfect. Uh, Our next game, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Los Angeles Rams. Dallas is favored by three. I think this is going to be a bigger game than some people might be expecting. This is the Sunday night matchup. Of course it is. The Dallas Cowboys in prime time. Who would have thought any freaking different to open up the year? Uh, with this being, I believe it is in Dallas. Actually, I think it might be in Los Angeles in the first game in Sci-Fi Stadium. Uh, that's going to be beautiful to see. Cannot wait for that uh, to see it firsthand on television. But taking the Cowboys to win and to cover here, I think it's going to be a good matchup. But this Cowboys offense, dude, it's on another level with the addition of CeeDee Lamb. Jarwin at, at tight end, I think, you know, comes onto the scene as well because defense are going to be like, they're in a situation of pick your poison. 
Do we want to be burnt by Amari Cooper? Do we want to be burnt by Michael Gallup? Do we want to be burnt by a rookie in a CD Lamb? Or do we just want to get demolished by Ezekiel Elliott? Who knows? Dak Prescott has gotten better every single year in his career in touchdowns and yardage per year. I think he does it again this season. And then Jerry Jones is going to be like, shit, I got to pay this guy $45 million a year because he just took us all the way to a freaking NFC Championship game, might have won MVP. That is how good Dak Prescott might be this year, and we all need to start realizing it, and I hope we see it week one in primetime. Yeah, and so the big news out of this one is Jalen Ramsey got paid today. Yes. $21 million. We had this conversation right before the slay trade of, like, who's going to be the highest-paid guy. I said Ramsey by the start of the season. In the nick of time there. Uh, I think we had this fun argument of, like, was he going to get paid $20 million or more uh, per year? I think you end up saying you thought it would be 19 and I said I'll go for the over there. Um, but, man, he got he just got paid, dude. Like, that is ridiculous. Honestly, even more than I thought. <laughs> like, it yeah. really is. But, like, they had no choice, right? They traded two first-rounders and a fourth rounder for him. You 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 can't let him walk. You kind of like played your card there and like gave him whatever he wanted. So, interesting there. Um I'm with you on Dallas's offense. I mean, I'm all in on that offense, want every part of it. Uh I'm a Amari Cooper holder in fantasy and very excited about it. He missed last week practice. Everybody's a little worried. Uh, two days ago, Tuesday, he, he, he was limited. On Wednesday, he fully practiced. Sounds like he's good to go there, but that's going to be a fun matchup. I'm sure they'll have Ramsey kind of shadow him for a little bit. But then, like you said, there's so many other weapons that they might have to just say, Ramsey, just stay on one side. Like, there's too many weapons. Like, just try to block off the whole side of the field rather than one guy. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun with this offense, just trying to figure out for the Rams, that is, of, what is it going to be? Are they running 12 personnel a lot? Are they doing 11 personnel a lot? Is it going to be Cooper and uh, Woods show? Are they going to bring in guys like Van Je- or, yeah, Van Jefferson? Is he going to get any playing time? Uh, Reynolds did beat him out for the three spot, it sounds like. So he's going to be getting some playing time. Um, yeah, the offensive line still not great, but we'll see how it goes. So I am... All that being said, I'm going to take Dallas to cover just like you. So, yes, there. Um, Beautiful. Before we move on, though, we got to do our player prop bets here. So, as you know, if you guys listened to us last year, every Sunday night we are going to do the prop bets. Last year it was the Thursday night games. We're going to go to Sunday night this year. And so I choose about five to six. I I choose five because I always want it to be an odd number. So, five – numbers and we just do over or under and we keep track of it so i will start off with this one austin we'll go every other i'll let you go first on this one dak 281 passing yards over or under over okay i also am going to take the over there next one is golf and i have him at 278 passing yards and i'm also going to go over there i am as well okay Zeke, 87 rushing yards. <laughs> Over. So you're thinking, so you're basically thinking that Dallas is going to have basically 400 rushing or 400 offensive yards. Yeah, I think they just come out firing. Mike okay. McCartney's going to want to be like, yo, 
you've missed me not being here in the NFL. It's time to go. Mike McCarthy, yeah. excuse me, not McCartney. This one, it actually kind of makes me want to take the under because I'm so high on deck that I think Zeke has over that many total yards, but maybe not rushing yards. I could. Easily I just think 87 is just so easy for him to get. That's fair. Um, like, let's say it's the end of the game. He just breaks off a big run. Totally. Bam. Now, now Zeke has 110 rushing yards. No, totally. And he's going to get plenty of carries. One know what, though? I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under, and I'm going to predict that he has around like 80, but he has two touchdowns. You, you, damn it. You're probably so right. So, um, Amari Cooper, and these ones, and for the record, everybody, where I get these, I go off of ESPN projections, and then I'll tweak them here and there. So that's where I get the original number. So when anybody's wondering where this is coming from. So, um, sorry, it's me up first, right? And yep. ESPN has Amari Cooper at 64 yards. And I will go over, and I'm assuming they just assume Jalen's going to be shadowing him the whole game, and that's why they have that number. But I am going to go over on that 64. If I'm having Dak over 281, you got to assume that Cooper has at least 70 of those. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Probably, take, probably gets like a comeback route, breaks a tackle from Ramsey, and just says, see you later. Yep, probably. And last one. Robert Woods, 68 yards. Um, I am going to take it, mainly because I think Dallas is aware that Cooper Cup and Higby are going to be the go-to guys. Uh, and Robert Woods, I mean, yes, he is probably their, or is their wide receiver number one. I just think he has a big play and he goes. I'm, I've taken an over on all of these guys. I'm a big over, dude. You apparently are. I'm going to take the over as well. And actually, I'm the almost opposite view that I think that he just nickels and dimes him. And I don't think he has a big play. I think he just consistently gets seven to eight yards and he has like eight or nine catches and ends up with like 80 receiving yards, 80 to 90 receiving yards. So, OK, so when it's all when it's all said and done, there's only one difference this week. And that is that or sorry, Zeke, you have over 87 rushing yards. I'm going the under because I just think that, that it ends up being a passing game. Uh, don't worry, you Zeke fantasy owners. Still a huge game because I think he has receiving yards and two rushing touchdowns. He's going to he's gonna make you happy. He's just not going to have the yards this week. So that is the difference. All right, we can move on to the Monday night game. Yes, and that first matchup on Monday night, there's two games. It's a doubleheader on ESPN. Can't fucking wait for it. Uh, first one is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New York Giants. The Steelers are favored by five and a half, and I'm taking it. Um the Giants, I don't know what their defense is going to look like. I don't know what their corners are going to be able to do matchup-wise against these Steelers receivers. Big Ben is back. I'm expecting him to just go off his first game back in the NFL and show everyone, hey, I stopped watching porn. I'm done jacking off. I'm here to praise God and throw touchdowns and win football games. That's Big Ben's new motto this year, and I can't wait for it. Um, love it. The Giants, Saquon Barkley, I think, has a big year. I think Daniel Jones, you know, continues to improve. I don't think he has a second-year bump of becoming a potential MVP, but I think this offense is going to be okay. This defense is going to be horrendous. Steelers win this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much more I can say besides, yes, I agree on all accounts. Um, how about this? I think that James Conner has... Over 120 all-purpose yards. Is that is that a uh, 
punt take, or does everybody assume that? Say that again. How many all-purpose yards? 120. I think that's a little hot takey, especially with those receivers and Eric Ebron being in the mix. That's a lot going his way for the week one. All right, 125 then. 125. Ooh, doubling down. You love it. Next game, Tennessee Titans versus Denver Broncos. Titans are favored by one and a half. Um, I think that might have changed a little bit with Von Miller being ruled out uh, for you know for the unforeseeable future with a freak accident that happened at the end of practice indoors. Uh, it looks like he tore or ruptured a tendon um, in his ankle or foot, leg, somewhere in that lower body area. Uh, you really do hate to see that, and I mean that in the least joking way possible because I thought he was going to have a big year. I was excited for what this Broncos team was going to be. Bradley Chubb is also most likely going to miss this game uh, as he is sitting out as well with the battling with an injury that, or from his ACL tear of last year that he had. Broncos defense is not going to be starting strong. I really do wonder what this offense looks like. That's the thing I'm most excited for. But if you're this defense and you don't have any pass rush or anyone to contain the running game of the Tennessee Titans, it's going to be difficult for you. How did ESPN end up with maybe the two worst games on the schedule week one? <laughs> it's freaking ESPN, dude. I think people are so over it. And the NFL, the people that make the schedule are like, you know what? These guys suck at calling games. They don't bring anything good for us except just shitty analysis and coverage. They're just going to get games that don't really matter right now. Yeah. I think Tennessee just wipes the floor with them. I think that they just go off. I think Henry just has a monster game. I think you probably see A.J. Brown with, I don't know, probably a couple of touchdowns. He, he may be vulturing touchdowns from uh, Henry that, uh, week one because they're going to run it down all the way into the goal line, and then they'll get creative and do some play-action bullshit, and Brown is going to be wide open. So um, I'm going to take Tennessee, and I think it's a, I don't think that game is close. I think uh, – and it's going to be very hard because week one's always just so much fun. You want as much foot, football as possible. But I could easily see me turning both of these games off in the fourth <laughs> quarter. And, and yeah. I'm going to take I'm going to take a little bit of a break here and I go and do something else before the next game starts. Or uh, maybe I should start looking at next week's schedule because this game's over. I mean, I think you're exactly right. And that's it for all of the games that are happening in week one of the NFL. Your first week preview has been done here on Talking Football. I couldn't be any more excited for it. I'm so glad football is back. This year has been awful for so many reasons, for so many people. Hopefully you have been able to find some happiness within it. I know I have been, but this isn't about me. It's about you guys that are listening. We appreciate you joining us for today's episode and being a part of it throughout this entire year. Treese, what else do you want to add before you lead us home, baby? Super excited about our Madden League that's starting soon. We're, we're just waiting for Madden to do their final update on this on the rosters. We were hoping to get it started on Monday, but of course Madden's a little behind on the roster update. So we're going to get that started here shortly. And hey, there's still a few more openings. So if anybody wants to join, be sure to hit us up. Excited for that. Excited for tonight, for you guys, tomorrow night for us, watching that game. It's going to be awesome. The weekend, I'm just ready for... There's nothing better than Sunday mornings when you wake up and it's football time. It's just like, all right. Uh, my wife's always like, you're always in such a good mood when football's on because like, I'll go and do stuff or I'll go to the store and get stuff. I, I make some like just fucking like bomb ass breakfasts because I'm like, well, we better get carved up. Long day ahead of us, you know. So uh, <laughs> get made fun of because I 
uh, I stand in front of the TV. I don't sit, even if it has nothing to do with my team. It's just like, that's what I do in front of games. Like, doesn't matter. I pace a lot, uh, just like up and down the stairs, walking around. Like, I don't know. It's just what I do. So super excited for that. Uh, I probably need to go buy new sneakers now that I think about it. Wear those bad boys. <laughs> so <laughs> we love you guys. I'm so excited. Like this, this is why I said, yes, I'll do a podcast. was like these type of episodes and, and breaking down games. I, that's what I'm excited for. So we're excited for next week, everybody. And tonight we've been talking football tomorrow night. We're watching football.